Hi, you're listening to Phil DeBella, and this is Flashcast by PDB. Today we're going to talk about problem solving. So a very important skill, something that everybody should have a basis of. But um, of course, as we know, some people problem solve better than others. And I always say that great businesses, uh, great operators, you know, people doing amazing things know how to solve problems. They know how to identify the problem, they know how to solve a problem. So today I want to explore, after being asked many times, how can we go about problem solving? How can we get better at problem solving? Um, how can we better understand it? Uh, so I want to cover two things. Give an effective problem solving process so that people can help follow it. And then understand the number of skills that uh, are required to be a good problem solver. So let's talk on two things, uh, effective problem solving process. And then I want to cover, you know, skills that people have that are good problem solvers. So um, all of this can be put into context, uh, make your notes, uh, devise a plan, whatever it is, put a problem at the top of a page and perhaps follow um, some of this uh, process and um, write down some skills that will help you get through some of the problems that you may be facing or will face in the future. So let me start with, um, you know, a bit of a few steps on a problem solving process. The first step for me is always to identify what the actual issue is. Sounds easy, but very hard. A lot of people are not clear on what the actual problem is. They skirt around the sides or they talk about the peripherals. The key is to actually identify the, the issue. It has to be the issue. It has to be the cause. It can't be the peripherals. It can't be what's around it. It actually has to be the issue. Um, and this is, um, as I say, a lot easier said than done. But you need to take your time and you need to actually ask yourself, have I identified the actual issue? And if the answer is no, then you need to go back and keep twisting it and turning it until you are able to identify what the actual cause of the problem is, the cause, not the side effects, not the accelerators, not things that contribute to the problem, the actual cause, the start of the problem. What is the actual cause, the start of the problem? This is what you need to do to identify the actual issue. Then you go on to part two, which to me is always understanding what everybody's interest is. Now I talk about interests, rights and power. Keep it away from rights, keep it away from power. What is everyone's interest? So who are the interested parties or the affected parties in the problem? you know, in this issue that you've now identified, what is the interests of everyone? Not whose right it is, not where the power lies, but the actual interest. Because the key is to be able to identify the issue, then identify um, the interest of everybody involved so that you can make a really well-informed decision when it comes to solving this problem. The next thing is to then, once you've identified the issue, identified the people and the interested parties, is to list possible solutions. Now, remember, what I say here to people is you can't possibly identify a problem if you don't think there are solutions, if you don't think there is a better way to do something. Because the moment you don't know if there's a better way to do something, then how can you possibly identify there's a problem to start with. You need to list what the possible solutions are. And here I say to people, go nuts, be creative, you know, go crazy. Depending on what the problem is, list what the possible solutions are. You know, small ones, big ones, creative ones, in-depth ones. You know, what are your options? What are your options to actually solve this problem? 
Then we get to part four, which is evaluate each option. So as you write down, you know, the, in, in part three, you're listing all the options, no matter how crazy and creative, you then need to start to evaluate the options. And this is where it's good to look at the worst possible scenario and the best possible scenario. So when evaluating the options, I talk about understanding the best possible scenario and what is the worst possible scenario. Get comfortable with the worst possible scenario. What we're looking for is what I got taught at Harvard when I did my um, diploma in strategic negotiation. We're looking for what we call the ZOPA, the zone of possible agreement. And in step four, when you're evaluating the options, the zone of possible agreement actually lies in between your best possible scenario and your worst possible scenario. So that if you can act in between there, then you will be able to effectively evaluate your options. Number five is select an option. You know, and, and here I say, depending on what the problem is, you might actually have one, two or three or four, many options. But what you do then is rate them. What is your number one option that you want to put in play? You know, what is your number two? What is your backup? What is your number three? Um, or is there several options that you need to um, execute to solve the problem? But you need to make a selection. You need to make a choice. This is where a lot of people often get stifled. They've actually been able to list the possible solutions. They've been able to evaluate the actual options, but they find it very hard to make a decision on which option to go for. But again, there might just be more than one. I always say select one and two. So your first option and a backup option. And given the situation, you might need three. Part six is then to document what you have done. Document the option you have chosen. Document any of the agreements that need to be put in place or any of the strategies. You need to actually document the execution. So part five is about selecting an option, which is executing. Number six is all around documenting this agreement. Document your options so that you know exactly what you are doing so that you can go back in step seven and you can actually evaluate and monitor your choice. So number six and seven go hand in hand. Six is to make sure you document what you have done, to record it, so that in step seven is all about monitoring and evaluate. You need to be able to go back after executing and monitor and evaluate if you have actually chosen an effective option to solve your problem. So in summary of the first part, you know, in effectively solving uh, problem solving as a process, identify the issue identify everyone's interest or the interested parties, list the possible solutions and options you have to solve the problem, evaluate each option, select your options one, two, and three by list of priority, document your execution of these options, what you put in play, and then seven and finally go back and monitor and evaluate to make sure that you've made the right choice. Now, part two is all about what do I find um, talented people, what skills do they have when it comes to problem solving? Well, let me tell you first, they have analytical skills. I always talk about data analysis and strategy. Data is what you go to, to to evaluate what needs to happen. However, data is only as good as the analysis. So great problem solvers have amazing analytical skills. And these are all skills that you can obviously go and improve on and practice and, and get better at. But you need to be a great analytical um, thinker. You need to have analytical skills. The next one you heard me talk about is innovative and creative thinking. You need to be able to creatively think. So great problem solvers have a creative mind. They, they look wide, they look deep, they look 
beyond. They look at, you know, things left of centre. They're, they're, they're not limited. They don't put limitations on themselves. They're innovative and creative thinkers. This is what great problem solvers do. And that's why you get so many great new startups and ideas and businesses because, as I said, businesses solve problems and the people that have great analytical skills, that have great innovative and creative thinking skills are often those that create great businesses. Then they have a lateral mindset. They have what we say, growth mindset. They're always thinking about possibilities of what's next, what's possible, not what's impossible. It's a mindset. They have this growth mindset that is constantly focused on, you know, doing things better, better today than yesterday, tomorrow better than today. This is, you know, great, great values and assets of great problem solvers. The next thing is they're adaptable and flexible. They're able to adapt. And this is where we talked about worst possible scenario, you know, best possible scenario in that zone in the middle, being able to adapt within that zone, be flexible within that zone. And if you actually identify that Zopa, it enables you to be adaptable and flexible. The next thing, which a lot of people don't realize about great entrepreneurs, is actually they're great. They have a level head. They're not, they're not brash. Yeah, you might find a few here and there, but they are level headed. They actually don't, they're not high risk takers. Studies done on the best entrepreneurs in the world are, they're not risk takers. Of course they take risks, but they take calculated risks. They take what we say level headed risks. So being level headed, not being irrational, not being brash. Great problem solvers are level headed, right? And finally, they're resilient. In order to be able to be a great problem solver, you need to be resilient. You need to understand that you just keep getting back up when knocked over. If something doesn't work, they try again. They keep spinning that Rubik's Cube until everything matches up. It's constantly about spinning that Rubik's Cube. I hope this flashcast has helped you become or will help you become a better problem solver. It's an amazing skill. Problem solving is all about being able to do amazing things. Remember that the great businesses in the world, the great CEOs, workers, whatever it is that you're about to do are great problem solvers. I hope this flashcast helped most of you. Till next time, you've been listening to Phil DeBella. Go and be the best you can be. You've been listening to Flashcast by PDB. (laughs) 